Mike Draco first across the line tonight, followed shortly behind by Tom Banks, Sons of Speed, number 84U, Dakota Dawn in the house, Don Gilmore, Chase Rider, number 22, Greg White, Gus Gus from Texas, Robin Higginbottom in with us, Steve Burrell checking in from Detroit, Brian Barnwell, what's up guys? Christina Conley, good to see all of you guys here tonight. It's good to see everybody after a hell of a week in the shop. We got it going on, man. Tons of stuff happening out in the garage. If you've been watching, boy, we got it cooking, getting the Dennis Kirk Evolution FXR together for the Rideaway program, and it's coming out so badass. Actually, part of the story that we have for the this evening's show comes in the fact that the work is going on on that, but you're going to have to wait another three and a half minutes until we go live with this one. Hey, I'm Chris with CycleSource. Glad to see all you guys piling in tonight, getting ready to go live with another episode of Shop Talk in three and a half minutes. Uh, just enough time for you guys to hit the like and share button. Make sure your friends and neighbors know that we're going live with 90 to 120 minutes of all the two-wheel bullshit you can handle. Get ready for Shop Talk. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a few. Shop Talk going live. Hey, did we fix the uh, double feedback on the background music? Mike Draco just alerted us to let us know. I think I had one of my settings wrong. So there's the background music. We're doing good. Dennis Mason, what's up? Steve Boyles, 13 days to Sons of Speed. I know I can't wait. Bruno Coppola, good evening from Laconia, New Hampshire. Steve Henderson, hey now. You actually think I'm ever going to buy anything after getting a drunk and murder to promote you? No idea what that is. But, okay. And that's a little creepy. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, this is Chris with CycleSource. Um, if you're just tuning in, we're getting ready to go live with Shop Talk. One minute, 45 seconds. And we're going live with this one. Uh, we got a great show wrapped up for you guys tonight. Can't wait to get started on this. The countdown clock is running. The hands are getting ready to come off of the dial, getting ready for Daytona. I hope you guys are all coming down there. It's going to be badass. And Shop Talk is too in a minute and a half. says no Daytona but maybe Arizona Bike Week hope to see you there we are absolutely going to be there it's great news we got all kind of stuff going on for Arizona Bike Week we're super fired up about it Mike Draco everyone is here 
we got a packed house, man. And it's good because we're 20 seconds getting short time. We're getting ready to cut you guys loose. Bill Stevens in the house. Let's go live with this one. Here comes this week's installment of Shop Talk. Scooter tramps and chopper jockeys all across the land. It is just after 9 p.m., two minutes after. We're so close to being on time tonight, and I can't even believe it with the shitstorm that's going on right upstairs in the, the Grease and Gears garage. But, hey, we're here. You're here. We're so glad. This is Shop Talk brought to you by the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, 50 floors below the street level in the Cycle Source Magazine headquarters this evening. And, uh, man, we got a great show lined up for you. So much stuff going on kieran's asking me about wi-fi for sons of speed kieran i will message you right after the show i promise you um so much stuff going on to get ready for daytona but that's not going to stop us i'm joined by my uh my counterpart my lovely heather hey coming in and uh we have a special guest for you tonight i don't know this is a big announcement because mark is like pedal to the metal getting the um the the dennis kirk bike together for our daytona unveil so coming all the way from Marengo, Illinois. You guys normally see him. He's one of the first ones across the line every night. It's Big D in the house, actually Yay! in the studio with us. Hey, guys, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about this? That's so cool. Now, this is a part where you're typically supposed to say first-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> so... Dennis has been a, a killer, killer supporter of everything that we do and, you know, hanging Very out lucky. every time we're out somewhere at Sturgis or Daytona or, you know, one time he popped up, we were on a chase and he's always so supportive that um, we wanted to get some actual FaceTime and show him where we live and what we do. And, and he actually, you actually brought us a uh, a motorcycle which yeah. is incredible, okay. and that that's what prompted the the first part of this journey. But I told you, I didn't want to just do like a, a, a grab the bike and run thing. I wanted you to come and hang out with us. Yeah, no, it's been cool. People don't realize what goes into this. A lot, lot of work. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Marengo, Illinois. Tell me about tell me about Marengo. Uh, Marengo, this little town. Uh, we're between Chicago and Rockford, and uh, used to be known for uh, McGill's uh, for mouse traps. Uh, other than that, uh, it's like the, the home of Big D. What could yeah. be more important? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Checking in for Marengo. So next time you guys see that, now you can put a face to the name 
you'll know when he's up on the board. You know exactly who's there. And listen, one at a time, everybody that's on that board, if you want to stop, <laughs> look, Heather's going to shoot me. Shut up. Don't do, it. <laughs> Don't do it, Christopher. No, I know what you're going to say. I just need like an hour's notice. That's all. <laughs> oh, my God. I would MCs invite. Don't be a serial killer. I would invite everybody to the house. I really I would. Are. Like I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I've, I've been, I've been motorcycle people my whole life, and that's that's what we always did, right? I'm totally down for that. I just need to make sure it looks like my house is kind of put together, and that I have food to serve. Those are my only two. We had chili tonight. Chili was awesome. Not, not too bad. <laughs> so. So listen, uh, we do want to send our thanks out to Mark, who, like I said, he's sacrificed his. Um, his time on the show tonight to be ready for the uh, the body what are you work. Talking about sacrifice, he's probably like, "Oh, thank God, I don't have to go down those fifty <laughs> flights of stairs." Brendan Jack DeGazio in the house with us tonight, but seriously, we are working around the clock on the Dennis Kirk FXR Evolution Ride Away promo, and uh, the bike is coming together so good. I wish I could show you guys, but I've actually been sequestered by dump trucks lawyers to not do anything until he's here with me. If you guys have missed that. About every Friday, we Dump Truck and I have gotten together and had just like a hanging out in the shop thing where we go over the stuff that's going on with the bike. And it's been a really, really fun program, kind of a mix between today's performance crowd, you know, with some, some chopper stuff thrown in. We've had a lot of fun. So It has been good. It has been good. So we've got a couple cool people. I know you gave a shout out, shout out to Tom Banks. Yes. For you. Did you know, and I sent you a link. I'm going to pull that, that up right now. His father's racer number was 84U. I did. So he's racing Sons of Speed with his father's oh, racer number, dude. which I think is so awesome. There you go. Boy, does he look like his dad. Holy right? cow. And then I did send you a picture of Tom's bike. Um, I also would like to give out a shout out to James Patience. He is one of our tankful artists. This is actually Tom's bike? Uh, yes. Dude. Right. Kiefer, better bring your A game, buddy. <laughs> so we have we have one of the uh tank forwarders with us tonight. Yes, James Patience is watching. He said right. hi earlier in the comments and I wanted to give him a shout out. Um your tanks are gonna be coming at you soon, so keep an eye out for yeah, uh, for everybody for that doesn't know there. about that. Yeah. So this is this is an incredible thing that Heather came up with <clears throat> and she's been working with uh with Paco and uh, you know some of the most amazing artists in in motorcycle bodywork art and uh, yeah it's going to be Very killer. Why don't, why don't you tell everybody real quick in case in case they're just getting wind of this now? So the Tankful project is, um, and I get choked up, so you'll have to excuse me. Um, it's a project that I came up with to have artists from all over the country and actually all over the world paint motorcycle tanks that are being donated by Paco Parts. We're going to have them on display at the Smokeout Rally, but we're going to have them up for an online auction. Um, and 100% of those proceeds are going to go to the Meals on Wheels program because everybody deserves a full tank. Too many seniors in our country are having to choose between medicines and putting food in their stomach. And that's just not acceptable. So that's what Tankful is, and um, we are blessed and honored to have about 20 artists come on board. Um, a lot of them volunteered as soon as they heard about it. I did have to, unfortunately, um, put some on the list for next year because 
the outpouring of support and people wanting to tanks was just so tremendous. But I'm looking forward to having an amazing display and I'm raising a lot of money for, wow. and putting food in people's bellies. So I'm really excited about this project. Well, and this, this is something really, I mean, that was, was brought to our attention. We attended the Hamsters um, banquet yes. this year. And when we saw the work that they were doing and, you know, specifically Ed and his guys, and when we saw the work that they were, they were doing, we really thought about that, you know, in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is a particular kind of town. I mean, it's a, it's a great town, but it's always been depressed here. There's always been hard times and there's always been an older community because it's such an old town and the people that, that end up here often, they, they need help like Mills on Wheels, you know, so absolutely, it, it started to mean more to us. Yeah, it started there. And once I started doing some homework about how many seniors were food insecure in this country, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, It's heartbreaking to know how many people, you know, can't, can't put food on their plates, you know, seniors, especially because they are more often on limited incomes, um, and, you know, they ha they don't have a way of bringing extra money in and they're not going to just go get a job part time. They just they don't have those abilities. So, yep. but 63 um, percent of seniors right now wow. have to figure out a way to to put food in, food in their belly. So hopefully we're going to make a difference in a couple communities in this country. Yeah. And that's a that's that that num number really carries a lot of gravity. I mean, you know, when you think about. How many charities within the United States are working with charities outside of this country? You know, like how, how can how can that go on? How can we not take care of the people, people that are still left from what they call the greatest generation? People from, you know, now from the baby boomers that are starting to end up in that, you know, in that segment. And how, how can we not take care of these people? How can we have a system that forgets the contributions that they've made? But. Yep. Amen. Amen. I'm super, I'm super excited for it. I'm hoping it's just going to get bigger and better every year and we're going to keep giving people full bellies. Hey, so many great people here tonight. Dan Tos in the house. Tom Kiefer is here and he says he sees that great bike. Um, you know, Tom's going to bring it hard, man. So um, John Widner in the house, Jim Fletcher, Radar is here. Everybody. Um it's gonna be a good show. I, I feel blessed. We got a lot. Like I said, there's uh, there's some great stuff coming up tonight. We got a feature bike. We got some cool product stuff, and then to top the show off in honor of the upcoming Daytona Beach Bike Week and Sons of Speed races, we actually got a little opportunity to sit down with Mr. Billy Lane and talk about what's going to be changing about this year's Sons of Speed. And um, I think probably a good time to start is explain to you guys if this is your first time tuning in. Shop Talk is a show we do every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, um, 90 to 120 minutes, all the two-wheel bullshit we can fit. We do some entertainment. We have some interviews, some shop stuff. We usually start the whole thing off with a little segment we call the news. The Shop Talk World Report is brought to you by Law Tigers. Get the compensation you deserve and get back on the road with Law Tigers. 
First up in the news tonight, Vance and Hines to race Harley-Davidson Road Glides and 22 King of the Baggers. <clears throat> Not long now until Daytona 200 weekend in March, the official opening of the motorcycle racing season in America. It's then when the King of the Baggers competition will also return for third year with promises of being just as spectacular as previous events. Already a number of crews have announced their participation in the series and some contingency programs were announced by various interested parties like Vance and Hines, but this group will not only support riders with funds totaling $50,000 as already announced, but will also race during the six races of this year's season. Very, very cool on, on part of Vance and Hines. And like, what, what more can you say, but like bagger racing is just tearing ass through the motorcycle community. So many people coming from outside of the segment, getting involved with it and, and getting interested in motorcycles because of it. I'm ready. I want to go. I mean, I love, I've come to the fact that I pretty much like all racing except one. Well, but other than that, and we're going to leave that to the side, but I do. I like all motorcycle racing and big, mostly all big, car racing. Big D likes to race burnouts. Yeah. <laughs> I like to do a burnout now and then. Yeah. <laughs> He needs to come and do the burnout drags with us in right. Sturgis. Yes. Uh, there you go. <gasps> Wait till yes. you see the trophy I found for that today. I have the coolest <laughs> burnout drags trophy. Just All right. Now. Moving back to our second story. The hand-built motorcycle show returns to Austin April 22. Revival Cycles, the Austin, Texas-based design house and leader of the custom motorcycle design-build community, announced the return of the hand-built motorcycle show. Beloved annual event will take place April 8th through the 10th, coinciding with MotoGP and making Austin the ultimate destination for moto excellence this spring. This is uh, this is really, really good news. Anybody that had the opportunity to end up in Austin, Texas, the last time that that like, motorcycle super weekend was going on where it was hand-built, and I think at the time flat tracks plus the MotoGP stuff was absolutely off the hook. It was a good weekend. I would do it again. I mean, granted, we all know that I love Austin, so any excuse to go works for me. Royal Enfield back in the news, and this also coming in from Motorcycle Power Sports News. Royal Enfield Build Train Race announces partnership with Parts Unlimited. Big news there. Royal Enfield's Build Train Race program has announced partnership with worldwide distributor of Power Sports aftermarket accessories, Parts Unlimited. Both the BTR road race and flat track programs will be supported by Parts Unlimited through the 22 season. Good for Parts, man, for stepping up. Didn't you say we had a guest that was coming on as part of this? We might actually get some coverage. Th- oh, I'm going to try and yeah. get in touch with Stephanie Peets. How are you surprised about I'm the one that forgets everything. <laughs> You're killing me, Blondie. Absolutely <laughs> killing me. Progressive IMS Outdoors announces 22 tour schedule. Progressive IMS Outdoors, a motorcycle tour connecting enthusiasts with a wide array of power sports brands, has announced the dates and locations of its 22 tour. Produced with Progressive Insurance as the title sponsor for the 13th consecutive year, the 8th City Series will revisit three markets that hosted the indoor version of the International Motorcycle Shows, Colorado, Arizona, and New York, and return to five markets that IMS Outdoors visited last tour, Chicago, Pennsylvania, Atlanta, North, and Southern California. Tickets will go on sale March 24th. Keep your eyes on MotorcycleShows.com for more information. That's good. We we actually got to spend some time at the Pennsylvania show with Grady and talked about the fact that, you know, this has been, I don't think people realize like what a longstanding tradition in motorcycle shows that's been, right? 
Hey, Chris Simmons is here. Good to see you. Heather, your microphone's off. So there's that. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was coughing and I didn't want everybody to hear me. Um, we get to see Chris at Sons of Speed. Yep. She, she's going to be there and I'm very excited. It's been, it's been forever. Hey, I got a question. When's Chris and Michael coming back? Because I miss some guys. See that? <laughs> so, Chris, Big D misses your show. Nothing like putting us on the spot, Big Z. All right. She's, Come on hey, now. Chris says she'll see us in Daytona. Good, good deal, yeah. man. Good I'm deal. very excited. And now, excited. now for a big D close-up. Take the floor, D. <laughs> it's on you. I got my bucket. People may recognize me with my bucket from Daytona. Look at this bucket. I've this even is so seen cool. people chime in there that uh, signed my bucket. So That's yeah. the bucket of fame. Anybody that's watching this right now that's part of the motorcycle <laughs> industry, you see this man in Daytona, track him down and get a signature on that bucket. <laughs> Uh, Chris says, yeah, "Nice, you nice to be missed." On there. Yeah. Chris says, "Nice to be missed, D." Yeah. Uh, that that was a good show. I will say, nope. I will admit, Coast to Coast was a very good show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Right on, man. Well, Just listen. Saying. Let's uh, let's keep the hour booking. We're gonna go right now to our um, new product showcase. When we come back on the other side of that. We're going to go to talk to Mr. Billy Lane, so don't go anywhere. You're watching Shop Talk through the courtesy of the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We'll be right back. The product spotlight is brought to you by Drag Specialties, the world's largest distributor of aftermarket accessories. Hey, man, this is Chris from Cycle Source Magazine's Greasing Gears TV with Product Showcase. Today's showcase is the Twin Power High Performance Lifters. Twin Power lifters are proudly made in the USA by a premier manufacturer of high-performance engine components. These lifters are available for Sportster and Big Twin models. Twin Power lifters are constructed with a precision ground, high-endurance steel body. Twin Power lifters are offered in stock type, which are perfect for OEM replacement and slow bleed type for use with performance cam and valve springs. Twin Power is known for its high-quality parts and accessories designed for American V-Twin enthusiasts. For more information about these Twin Power parts or everything from Tucker V-Twin, visit your local dealer today. This is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine's Grease and Gears TV, and we'll see you next week on Shop Talk. The 25th anniversary of Arizona Bike Week. The Southwest's largest power sports and music fest rolls into Westworld of Scottsdale April 6th through 10th. Get your motors running with world-class vendors, bike shows, charity rides, stunt shows, and factory demos. Then turn it up in the rock yard featuring Leonard Skinner, Rob Zombie, and Social Distortion live in concert. For tickets, go to azbikeweek.com. The best parties happen on two wheels. An FX Promotions event. Hey, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine. I'm in the garage today working on the Dennis Kirk Garage Build FXR Evolution. What is that? It's a performance-based FXR that we're going to build throughout the year. At the end, you're going to have a chance to win it at Sturgis. Go to DennisKirkGarageBuild.com for more information and stay tuned to see how this thing comes together. We're the Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. 
We understand the challenges riders face every day. As riders, we want to share the road and be seen by motorists. Remaining visible is critical to our safety and well-being. That's why we work tirelessly to promote motorcycle safety and awareness. We're proud to support our community that includes riders of all stripes. If you've been injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Okay, so other than Willie's, and I should say welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. You're watching Shop Talk. But other than Willie's, what is your favorite thing to do in Daytona? Me? Yeah. Ooh. There's a lot of stuff there. I mean, there's Cabbage Patch, Coleslaw Wrestling. There's Just Riding on the Beach. All around is around food. Just Riding on the Beach. Halls. Yeah, you got to have one trip to Halls Seafood. Halls, ice cream. Ice cream. I need my holes. What what I do we do? What's our ice cream spot there? Ritter's? Ritter's, yeah. yeah Ritter's, Ritter's is an ice cream spot. D, what's your favorite oh. Daytona stuff? Oh, I love them all. I I love the wall of death, man. That's that's awesome. It's all good. I, last year was my first year, so you know. Um I saw a lot. You know, between Ross Myers and uh I made it to Main Street. Uh yeah, I went to a bunch of the Warren Lane show and True Grit, the paint show, uh, yep. Dave and Jody, and and then uh, Willie's for sure, man. I love to be able to take a bike there sometime. That'd be cool. So Jim Fletcher says, Chris, I got a speedo to wear at Tropical Tattoo, aka Willie's. I really want to serve drinks and work for tips to give to Alcovets to help build a retreat facility where we teach diversion hobbies to veterans. So we have something to help change their lives. I th- we go. We got to try to make this happen, right? I mean, <laughs> Chris Simmons says first year know. for Daytona, nineteen eighty six for her. Right wow. on. Wow. <clears throat> so let me just start by saying I don't care how amazing a man looks. You it the Rock. I don't care. Jason Momoa, like any of them. I don't care how perfect your body is. No man should wear a speedo. See, and that's why I'm saying Keep if, your if you're going to grabbers at home. That's why I'm saying if you're going to do it, you shouldn't even try to look good. It should be just like plumes of hair everywhere, body parts no. that are just bulging out of every spot. Like no. you just no, 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 and no, <laughs> no. Oh, D, the show's going to hell tonight. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen. On a serious note, one of the most substantial things to go on in Daytona in a long, long time. And there's a lot of great stuff happening this year. Daytona is really packed full of more shit than you can even understand. The the Speedway has stepped their game up. Tons of shit happening at the Broken Spoke, you know, all up and down the strip as well. But unarguably, one of the coolest things that's happened in Daytona over the last number of years has been Billy Lane's Sons of Speed. And we've promoted the hell out of it on this show, especially even more so. I was always impressed with it, but when I got to race in in Biketoberfest, I got to race on Tom Kiefer's 1916 J model. Um, even it, it means even more to me now. So we had the opportunity to sit down with Billy Lane and talk about the motivation of starting a 100-year-old race in this century and uh and what the changes are coming up so we're going to take a couple minutes here and talk to billy lane about sons of speed 
Okay, so welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio, and we are live here again with Shop Talk, and it's just Daytona right around the corner, man. I can, I'm getting itchy. Of course, it's I'm itchy because of all the flannel and sweatshirts and shit that I have on because it's like 20 degrees outside right now, but... Blondie, you ready too, right? Yeah, I'm ready. I am so ready to get out of winter. It's your fault we live here. I would live someplace warm all the time. You know, I got. I, I feel bad for you too because all these years I've been saying, "See, Pittsburgh's not that bad in winter." Lie. And then we got crushed this year, man. It was just well, a we didn't get winter. crushed. We <clears throat> now wait a minute. I've seen places where they've gotten like three feet of snow in 24 hours. Our little three inches at a whack is not getting crushed. Well, here, and I mean, we had we had a foot. It was below zero several times. We had freezing rain. Like it was, it was pretty bad. But all of that aside, Daytona is right around the corner. And you know what else is right around the corner with Daytona? What's that? You get to race again at <clears throat> Sons of Speed. Oh, dude, I'm so excited about that. I got and life insurance this time. <laughs> Kiefer. We got to talk about those clinchers, man. Hey, wait but, a minute. Kiefer already agreed that, heaven forbid, something happened to you. He and Don will take care of me for the rest of my life. Oh, that's great. That's great. Do me a favor. Move the microphone closer to you so everybody can hear these threats that you're making to me. I'm recording this. I'm not making any <laughs> threats. You're the one that's racing. So, listen, the, the, the big thing about that is, if you guys read our, uh, our last issue of Cycle Source magazine, I talked about the fact that, like, I had really become burnout on Biketoberfest. And I hate to say that because... I'm not one of the guys, you know, over the years I've seen guys come and go from the chopper thing and from the different magazines who were like, oh, Daytona sucks. And I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a rally hater, you know, but by Toberfest, just it's, it's a lot smaller. It was getting smaller and smaller and I was getting burnt out on it. And this year, Tom Kiefer was nice enough to let me get on his 1916 J model and race at Sons of Speed. And man, it reinvigorated my soul like I can't even tell you guys. And we're, uh, we're lucky enough here today that we got to sit down and talk to, uh, to Billy Lane about the upcoming Sons of Speed. Big things going on for that. Big things going on with Billy. And we're going to play a pre-roll and get right into it. Let's go check out Sons of Speed. Hanging Out in the Shop is brought to you by Spectral Oils. Made in the USA since 1966, the best oil on planet Earth. Billy, what's going on, man? Hey, uh, good afternoon. Look at those beautiful, beautiful machines behind you. Uh, yeah, that's my my fetish, man. That's my <sighs> fetish. The only guy I know, in, except except for Jeff Cochran, that has as an impressive a collection as guitars as he does motorcycles. <laughs> Yeah, you know, um, I've 
I've downsized both collections, but um, and what I've done is downsized them, but got better and better stuff over time. So like these ones behind me are all uh, 56, mm. 59, and 61. You know, Gibson's, if you know anything about guitars, they were made by like the best mandolin makers on the planet. As you know, Gibson was a mandolin company, and those people that made them were like the best craftsmen if you making a mandolin is really hard compared to making an electric guitar. So, um, you know, the, the quality of stuff in the fifties and early sixties is phenomenal. So, um, you know, that's my other, my other fetish when, um, I put the kickstand down right on. that and, um, and changing diapers. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I'm beyond that. I'm surprised you have, you have time for anything else. I really, really am. Like it, it seems like you're constantly on the gas. Now you, you move the whole shop successfully and, and you're, uh, you're, you're readdressing sons of speed. That's, that's what I really want to talk about today because I was, I was quite moved by the attentive nature of everybody that was listening to your rider meeting in date in Biketoberfest. You know, you had made some claims about things that were going to change for rules for the classes and how the whole program was run. And I mean, from, from the, the times that I've come to Sons of Speed, it, it just seems like it just gets better and better every time. The enthusiasm, the participation, and I think this, this step of uh, some, some management tools thrown into it is really going to take it to another place for you. Yeah, you know, I mean, when, when I started it, I had, you know, it's just like you said with the burnout thing. It was burnout for me from going to Bike Weeks. Bike Weeks started originally as motorcycle races you know, down on the beach and down on A1A. And then it turned into some kind of circus, you know, and, and I got burnt out from that myself, especially living so, you know, I used to live 90 miles from Daytona. So um, I was there twice a year. I just got tired of it. And um, so brought the vintage racing back and I had no business. I didn't know what I was doing, bringing that back. But if anybody was going to do it, I guess it was going to be me because nobody else has tried it. Um. And it's really been great. I mean, you know, it's been a, it's outlaw racing, which is cool because we make the rules. Um, I, I didn't know half what I was doing, but I, everybody kind of kicked in ideas and input and help and, and we turned it into a really great event. And it's got to the point to now what you were just describing where, you know, we're kind of taking it to the next level. We're still keeping it outlaw racing, um, still doing things our way, but in a more organized fashion, making it safer, trying to keep it fun. You know, the, the, the key is, to keep it fun. Everybody that comes out there, you know, if you're a participant or you just come and sit in the stands or come in the infield and watch it, you love it. Just look at yourself. You get, you get hooked on it, man. It's like a needle in your vein that you cannot get out. Oh, listen, beyond hooked. Like Tom mentioned to me that there's a chance I could actually buy that 1916 motorcycle and I've been conniving every dirty trick that I know <laughs> under the sun to squirrel money away. <laughs> Please don't hit me. <laughs> Don't, don't let your wife find out. That's the, the number one, my number one piece of advice I could give you is don't let your wife find out about that. Um, mine always finds out after the fact about stuff. Hey, um, you know, that used to be mine. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, oh, great. Now he's going to want it even more. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> You're not helping me at all. So, most of the board track bikes that are on that track were mine or came from me or through me in some way because you know i was i've been wanting to do this for so many years and i just got to a point where i realized nobody understood it nobody got it and like i just decided i'm gonna buy everything i can build everything i can and if i have to own every bike that's raced the first that was my plan was i'm gonna own six ten twelve bikes put people on them 
just to have an event because nobody had bikes that were running. You know, most of the board track bikes you see won't run, don't run, um, haven't run for a century. Yeah. They're just a relic, you know, and we've, we've, we've changed that with what we're doing. Well, I remember too, man, like not even, like I remember the, the wooden model, you know, at the, at, uh, at V twin expo of the board track and all the talks that were going on. And I remember even way before that, man, when, when it seemed like the, the height of the chopperdom thing was going on, I remember one day having a conversation with you and you were asking me, did I know anybody that knew anything about poor and Babbitt bearings? And it was mm -hmm. for, for an old bike that you were working on. And you were, you were like that deep into it then that you were starting to think about pouring your own bearings to, to make some of this. And I don't think at the time, did anybody even know that you had, any kind of a passion going on for, for vintage motorcycles, really? No, no, nobody did. I mean, you know, it's just from a mechanical standpoint, I've always been, I was a mechanic first, you know, most people look at me as a customizer, but I was really a mechanic first. And, um, I always just loved that mechanical side to him. And it was funny, like the first person I really kind of showed it to was Indy and Larry. He'd come down, they were down here for bike week and he needed something. We went to my storage unit and I opened the door and there's, you know, 35, 40 teens and early 20s, Harley, Indian, Excelsior motors there. And he was like, what is this? You know, and that was the, the he was like kind of the first person that saw that stuff. Um, and, you know, and even back then, early 2000s, you know, nobody was, it wasn't on people's radar yet. I mean, there was the collector crowd the antique collector crowd was into him and it like again just as a relic and there's a few guys like michael lang who races with us and dale walks that you know those guys were racing him back at davenport and wasi on way back then but the motorcycle biker crowd at large that goes to things like bike week and sturgis knew nothing of it and still a lot of them know nothing of of what it's all about no and you know that was something that we used to say every time we got to do a piece from wheels through time was you know what a treat it was to stand beside motorcycles that were that old that actually ran you know and then you started doing this thing and cannonball started doing this thing and people started seeing these motorcycles for more than just show pieces and things to put in the corner of an office and you know it's it's really changed a lot you know i i think about the amount of guys that are in the pits at sons of speed that were diehard chopper guys and and you know still are but i mean they've got to a place in their life where they can have things like a 1916 J model, you know, and they're, and they're, they're really getting down on this stuff, man. They're really digging it. Yeah. You know, and the thing about it is if you're into choppers and you're working on bikes, messing with these things makes you such a better mechanic. I mean, just riding one, you know, as you, when you ride one, you have to be a mechanic. There's a lot of rider input that, that goes into it that doesn't go into even riding a knucklehead or a panhead. Um, but it just riding one, working on one, racing one makes you so much of a better mechanic. And I, that's what I love about what we're doing is you can't go out there and fake it. You know, there's other events that are kind of like poser events and, you know, it's all about how you look and how you're yeah. dressed. And, and, and then there's, and that's one of the reasons when I chose the name for this, I was very careful, you know, sons, because it's really about being fast. And, and when we were first going out there, the, me and Shelly Rossmeyer would go out to the track, just the two of us for so long. And every time we went out, you know, it was faster and faster. And we realized, God, the first day we were out here, we were, weren't going that fast. But we knew that you could just see every time you would go around, you'd learn something. And you could see the potential was I can come out here next time and be faster than I was today. And every event we have, 
I'm blown away when I go out there. I'm like, man, they're faster than they were. You know, I'll go out there in March and say, I can't believe how much faster these bikes are than they were in October. Okay, so let's let's get into that. Let's get into the faster and faster and more and more. The the big news I feel like one of the one of the big news pieces, you know, for for us out here is gonna be Tom Banks making his entrance into Sons of Speed this year. I don't I don't know how well you know Tom or anything, but you know, he's super competitive guy, like, you know, has a fantastic collection and I know Tom doesn't do anything halfway. Yeah, he's so, just about going fast, like well, insanely yeah. and, fast. And he's the, he's the kind of guy that will show up with a with an outfit like Freddy's. You know what I mean? He'll probably have, at that point, 12 other guys racing on bikes of his, too. And, you know. Well, I mean, Freddy Bullwash, you know, he's got more stoked than anybody. He's like a little kid about this thing. It's, you know, when he first got involved, you, you don't know when, when somebody gets involved, you don't know what they're going to turn into. I mean, he's so hooked on this is crazy and and tom coming in now is a big deal you know just having michael lane come in i mean he brings oh, yeah. those bikes that he brings are ridiculous he's such a good rider he's so fast he brings so much history um and he's just such a thoughtful guy he's a great mentor to a lot of the other people out there so um and i think tom banks will bring that to the table too i mean you know everybody that's out there really welcomes all the newcomers and um everybody's competitive but at the same time we, we, we've watched it grow from the first race where I think we had 10 bikes, nine or 10 bikes the first race yeah, to 50 to 60 entries now, you know, and um, it's, it's really grown and I haven't tried to grow it at all. Only I've only tried to grow it from the people we bring in as spectators. You know, I haven't tried to grow it from a racer perspective it's because it's done that naturally. It makes it harder, but it makes it better too, but it makes it a lot harder for us. I think one of the things from my perspective could be because I'm not a racer, but I have been fortunate enough to be in the pits. The camaraderie that you see throughout the pits is infectious. And that's what makes people want to want to be a part of it because they see, you know, somebody who just won because somebody lent them a part like eBay Jake last year. He won that race because somebody was able to lend him a part to fix his motorcycle and people that get to watch that experience. They want that feeling of inclusiveness and they're like, and that's one of the greatest things about it that makes it yep. so infectious. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's funny you say that Heather. Cause I'll tell you, I mean, when I got into motorcycles as a teenager, like I really was more attracted to the people than I was the bikes at first, you know? Um, and then I, of course you fall in love with the bikes and when I, you know, as a teenager, I was broke, so I couldn't afford anything. <laughs> You know, decent. I, I couldn't afford a, a the fat boy I wanted, so I was stuck riding a crappy old knucklehead because that's oh. all I could afford back then. Just, that's the truth, you know. Um, and and then now, you know, I I fell in love with the bikes, but it's still it's still about the people. I mean, you know, there's still the there's so much like you said, the camaraderie and just the brother and sisterhood of it all, and um, you know, the people that it brings in that you wouldn't expect to see at a Sons of Speed, you know, at a small event like what we have, you wouldn't expect to see certain people and you're like, wow, look who's here. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's really, really cool how it has a wake that it's created that draws in a, a, like a really inter- interesting mix of people. I want to go on record as saying right here because quite a few of them are probably watching right now, but those original racers that you had sign up for this and the not even just the racers, the guys that were at your shop, 
that last few days getting ready for the races what was going on in your shop and those those first few racers like it was buck wild i mean like you you literally didn't know what was going to happen if guys were going to stay on motorcycles if shit was going to come flying apart and like everybody put in 110 percent to make that go down those yeah. original people those that that's an exceptional group and i think a lot of them are still right there every time there's a race right yeah that that original crew is like the core had the core of it and then the core has grown you know like i said like once freddie got involved and um, those guys, they think, got involved, fretting them all, like around Sturgis. Um, you know, so we had the first race in 2000, in March of 17, which is five years ago. And um, and then that Sturgis of 17, like that's when eBay Jake got involved. That's when Freddie, you know, hit the track for the first time. It was, we brought in a lot of new people. Um, you know, um, uh, Jody Perowitz, I mean, a lot of those people I had, I had talked to before the initial event, but like I said, back then, you know, was, you're telling somebody about something they could not envision, you know, and it was just so hard to describe it. And I didn't even know what I was describing to them myself. I don't know how this was going to go off. And then that first race we had was such a success and, you know, it had so much momentum behind it that it just that created that wake I was just talking about that it drew in so many people. Um, I'm still even every time I get I, I said it before on your show and I'll say it again. I get butterflies just dri- driving up to that track because I know what's going to happen. I know I know how good it's going to feel. I know that the new people there that haven't been on that track yet are going to experience something like they've never experienced before. I know you felt that, dude. In October. I mean, I was just going to. I was just going to say to Heather. Remember when we the gate was open and we came up to the track and had to cross oh, over. He was to, like a little kid. Oh. He was like, he was so excited. Yeah, man. That's, I think it gets real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it got very real once I had once I realized that I had to stop and concentrate and figure out how to start a motorcycle because I was like, what? Yeah, well, okay, whatever. This thing, that thing, yeah. And then I got a hundred feet down the track with two guys pushing me. I was like, oh my god, I can't start the bike. <laughs> you know, like, like for example, if I don't even know how they a t- twin cam is timed. I know that's all computer, but like a Harley Evo or a shovelhead, you time that ignition spark. 35 degrees before top dead center on the front cylinder and so everybody thinks okay that's it's a 45 degree v-twin that's how you time it i mean you can time your engine that way and you're going to be the last place you know um every time you know we kept advancing the timing we'd be running 50 55 60 degrees advance on these things it's just something you learn you know it's like um one of those things and and it's uh it's just such a a cool thing about what we're doing is there's so many moving parts, so many components to it. And then just like you said, then it's about getting on the track and realizing you don't have any brakes. There's a concrete wall that wants every piece of your ass. Every time you yep. go around, you know, um, it's, there's a lot more to it than when you watch it as a spectator versus getting on a bike and riding. It's, um, it's a whole different thing. That's why that, that thing, even in itself, man, I was surprised because I had never, I had never raced on a, on a banked oval before. You know, and you gave me some input and Tom gave me some input and everybody kept saying, you know, you don't, you don't want to go, you don't want to go too fast. You don't want to cut in too fast because it'll pull you back up to the other side. And I was, I didn't understand that until the first couple of times I went around there, there really is a method to that. Like you have to pick that right line or it will literally suck you back up and shoot you straight off the other side rather than completing the apex of the turn. Yeah. And if you pick the wrong line, it's 
almost uncorrectable. I mean, you get the wrong going the wrong way, and like you know, Josh Young is a perfect example of that. You know, Josh is that famous picture from our races of him up on the wall with his front tire, you know, two feet off the ground and his rear tire a foot off the ground, where he came out of the corner, smacked the wall, rode the wall like the wall of death, and brought it back down on to the track. I mean, once you get to a certain point, there's nothing you can do. You know, if you cannot overcome the physics of the bike and the track it's it's a lot of work to race one of those bikes and one of the other things you had just mentioned you know if you don't do this or if you do this you're going to come in last every every time i have to say even though it is racing and it is competition a lot of your racers are the least competitive people i have ever met in my life they are just so happy to be out there on those motorcycles going around that track they don't actually really care how they finish and if you let them go for 20 laps they would chris would just keep going all day (laughs) like if tom hadn't hadn't have said hey you have to give the bike a break he just would have kept going in his little circles and he would have been perfectly happy they are just so happy to be out there. It's an accomplishment. It's an accomplishment just to just to pilot one of those bikes. It is, man. It's great. Yeah, yeah just to be there for yeah. for real. It, it really is. I mean, yeah. like th- that's the truth. I mean, just making one run is there's like a whole sequence to it. You make it run, then you take it to the track and you make it finish. You know, some of those bikes people bring out they can't even finish, especially the board track bikes, a heat because it just. This, they weren't made to do that. And then, you know, those bikes were made, the board track bikes, you know, the original engines that are in them were made to go 25, 30 miles an hour on a gravel road. I mean, not for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. They were just kind of made to be utilitarian and get you around. So to do what we we're doing with them is really pushing them to their limits. And then the really fast ones, you know, a lot of those guys like Josh Young's one of the guys, you know, he's one of the best riders out there, has one of the fastest bikes out there, but he breaks an engine almost every time he runs because you're pushing the engine so far beyond what it was really designed to do. It's, it really is an accomplishment just to be there. But I'll tell you what, as far as, as far as racing going, going on, the one that I can't wait to see again this time was my favorite race from Biketoberfest, and that was Joe Orsini and eBay Jake. Because, boy, yeah. that, was, that was a race every time those two, from, I think from practice, from practice on, every time they were within two feet of each other, it was on. And man, what incredible riders! Yeah, so you're talking about on the, on the Harley 45 class, the Hot 45 class. So, you know, for people who don't know, like we race board track bikes, which is basically 1910 to 1929. It's really a, a bicycle with a you know a thousand cc motorcycle engine in it. And we race Harley and Indian 45 cubic inch bikes from the 30s through the 50s, and the little 45s. Um, I almost didn't bring them in a sense of speed. I was kind of reluctant to bring them in, but now that I'm so glad that I did, it's become the biggest class and it's the most competitive and the bikes are so fast. And so Joseph Orsini, um, and, and, uh, eBay Jake, I mean, those guys, those heats are friggin' amazing to see them ride. They are literally, I don't know how those bikes haven't hit, aren't into the wall. They're riding them so hard. Um, it's amazing. When I can remember, I can remember telling you this before that when all of this was going on and we started hearing rumors of what you were getting together and people started talking about it, I was one of the people that was like, you know, I don't know, man. Like I was picturing what it would be like for a bunch of singles, just stock singles going around the track. And I'm like, you know, this could, this could be, this could be really boring. 
you know, and, and I, nothing could have been further from the truth when I finally saw it for myself. But then the hot 45s, like these guys, anyone who actually knows motorcycle racing and knows what it's like to work a race strategy with another racer, every time you're coming into a bend, you're looking for an opportunity. You know his habit is going to be, this is this is where he, he breaks into the apex of the turn, and this is my opportunity to get to the outside or work to the inside on him. That was happening at every turn with these two guys. It was yeah. absolutely off the hook. It was it was paper-thin margins between them and back and forth working working those race strategies and it was it was it was confirmation for you billy i would say you know because it could have got out of hand bringing really fast bikes to this but guys taking it that serious that are bringing that level to it is confirmation it was the right thing yeah definitely i mean you can't see a vintage harleys or indians go this fast anywhere unless you go to like the bonneville el mirage you know like when you see the Wasion and Davenport did just those flat dirt tracks just aren't that fast. You know, it seems kind of fast, but it's not. And the race of gentlemen, it's a lot of fun, but it's not that fast. And there's just nowhere like this half mile asphalt that we're racing on New Smyrna Speedway where you can really see what these bikes are capable of. And that's why you're seeing them get faster and faster every time, unless you're taking them to Bonneville, which is a whole different type of racing. Really, was no way to know what you could do with one until you got it on a track like this. I mean, it's the track. It's a lot of things, but it's the track that gives them the ability to do it. And you know, like so, uh, Joseph Orsini's bike. You know, it's um, that's that's uh, Steve Royals. You know, he's building that engine and he's punching that forty-five cubic inch engine, leaving it forty-five inches, but doing every little trick yep. that Tom Sifton created in the thirties. <laughs> You know, um, that created the WLDR and the WR for Harley Davidson. He's doing all those little tricks, and there's really not much else you can do to him. You're trying to, you're probably trying to squeeze a half a horsepower, extra one horsepower out of an engine that's already maxed out. And then you've got Departure Bike Works building those engines that, that eBay Jake runs, and those things, they're just so fast. And you're literally, they're, they're doing every tiny little thing from exhaust tuning. To using a lockout clutch um, to get every last little bit of horsepower out of those. Like I'll, I'll tell you what's going to be next. And this is, I've talked to these guys about it. They're running three-speed gearbox. Well, we don't shift gears, mm-hmm. right? So, and we start from a running start. So you don't need gears in the transmission. If you take the gears out of those gearboxes and just run the main shaft, yeah, or put a, just a straight jack shaft out of a speedway bike in it with a clutch you're probably going to gain five, seven, ten horsepower at the rear wheel by taking that gearbox out of there. And they're going to be even faster. Um, at some point, that's what's going to happen because you can't get much more horsepower of those engines. But just watching those bikes go and seeing how hard they're pushing them, that, and that was what happened with original board track racing. They started, there was no surface to get these bikes that fast on until they built the wooden, yeah. the wooden tracks to race them on. Then they started realizing, okay, we can, these bikes can go a lot faster than we were been using them. And they, every time it was faster and faster and faster. And that's what's happening with us. It's all of a sudden you have the opportunity to take something that you didn't really know what its capabilities were and make it better and better and better. And then those guys, of course, are they're amateur riders riding as good as any pro I've ever seen. They've been waiting right? for the it's chance their whole life, you know? Yeah. So you added a class to the March race, correct? Stroker 45? Well, we tried. I mean, nobody's 
nobody's stepping up. Um, you know, I know they're out there. We don't know if if they've been on our track before, but I know they're out there. They race a lot of it. They race a gentleman. And so guys have asked us, are you going to do that? So we are offering it, but nobody's really stepping up. Hmm. So you need, you need at least two. I know we have one, but, um, well, maybe you know, once we get this out there and people that aren't already racing hear this, hmm. maybe that'll spark some, some external interest. You know, baby, those guys are out there. If we really cared about Billy and the, no. and the motorcycle no. co- community, we would just field a 45 stroker ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, you know, so I'm going to start testing and we've had a lot of, a lot of griping and moaning and, you know, um, whenever you're racing, you're going to have that in any kind of racing. So we're going to test <clears> volume <throat> on, um, on the 45s this time, you know, just to make everybody, you know, put Total up a I don't, I, don't line, think anybody's yeah. cheating. I don't think anybody's cheating. But that'll put an end to it. Say, you know, that'll, yeah, that'll put an end to any of the, dis- any of this discrepancy or any of the, the bullshit. You know, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, that was my favorite line that you put out in your rider meeting in, uh, in, in Biketoberfest was you you'd handled everything totally professionally and you talked about some of the changes that were coming up and you said, and hey, look, you know, by the way, if you don't like the way that I'm doing it, too bad. J- jump in. Show me, show me how to do it better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's, it's true. It's, it's, it's um, you know, I don't need anybody to point out what I'm doing wrong. Um help me do it right you know if i'm doing something wrong and that's the nice thing that's what makes it outlaw racing is that you know we we truly do like i've had a lot of people step up to me and say hey i don't like this i don't like that and i i listen you know um i know how to get out of my own way and um and that's why the events are getting better that's why i brought on andy george you know i mean he's a big part of this now and he's um allowing me to get out of the way ultimately you know, I'm ultimately going to sell Sons of Speed to somebody who can do it better than me because I know I need. I know it needed me to get off the ground, but I, at some point, someone can step in and do this way better than what I've been doing. And I think me getting out of the way and just being, helping promote it, and market it is where my strength would probably be the best used. And I'd actually like to still go out and race, um, but. You know, I, I want to see it become better for the fans and for the racers. I can see you saying that part of it, but the part that I have a hard time with is watching you, watching you at the track. You are as happy holding the flag, holding a clipboard, writing down the results, having the rider meeting, whether you're on a bike, whether you're helping somebody else with their bike, you're encouraging someone else to, to go out and try something. You know, there's not a there's not a spot in that where you're not excited that it's going on. So I, it'd be it'd be hard for me to imagine a day that that you're not completely immersed in that. Well, I mean, I, I would definitely stay involved. You know, if, if where I needed to be, like for example, you you came and raced in October, and I've known you for a lot of years, and I want you to be safe. I want you to feel like you spent your time in a really valuable way, and I want you to really enjoy yourself. You know, and and that way, we had several new racers in October. Then all the fans that come and watch us race, I want I want them to. So I don't feel like I'm, anything's below me, because I want everybody that comes to that track to walk out and say, "Wow, man, that was really awesome." That's why when I hear the griping and stuff, I'm like, "Man, yeah, you'd be griping no matter what happened." You know, you're just right. one of those people, and those those people exist in every aspect of life. But you know, we know it's a great event, um, and when I hear somebody. You know, we've we've had to ask people not to come back, and 
um, and that's hardest because like, I, I don't want anybody to, I want to welcome everybody, but I mean, if you bring, if your negativity, if you can be negative in an event like that, you got something wrong with you. Cause it's such yeah. a good event. And it's, <laughs> it's so different. Well, and, um, so I'm just like, uh, you know, I, I avoid negativity. Just tell um, them if they bring you a problem, they have to bring you the solution too. That's yeah. Right. But you know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's coming from maybe your outlook on life that makes sense but a lot of people don't have that outlook on life yeah you know um, they just want to gripe and complain and tell you how horrible everything is and be like okay well um and when we have a lot of racers who come back time after time and don't ever have a complaint you know they they're enjoying themselves mm -hmm. they feel like they're they're a part of something great and, and there's just some people that aren't that way and you know they they know where it's at i mean i i, I say in those racer meetings and they don't ever step up and say anything back, you know. And they know who they know. I'm talking to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm looking you right in the eye, and you aren't saying anything. And I'm, I'm giving you the opportunity to come dust me up right here in front of everybody. And they don't do it. I mean, it's like, all right, then why complain? And as soon as they walk away, it's like all the way back to the trailer. I know he wasn't talking about me. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, so five years in. Sons of Speed, March 5th this year. Yeah. Tell everybody why they need to go. Like You need to go because you've never seen anything like this. Um, it, it's something different to do when you go to a bike rally. You know, it's, you're not Amen. buying a t-shirt. You're not buying a do-rag that looks like a bandana. That you There's no turkey leg vendor. There's no, <laughs> yeah. That's nothing there is from Pakistan. You know, I mean, um, it's it's just a really great event. It's something different, and it's where all the biker culture and the biker rally started. You know, really started with the races at Sturgis and Daytona and Laconia. That's where it really all began. Um, and and you you can spend you know twenty five bucks a lot of different ways. This is the best way to spend it if you're gonna go to Daytona. You know, hey, man. Um, and it, I'm telling you, it's like it's. I don't have to, and people who've been there know. I don't, you know, I don't have to. I don't have to tr try and get you to come back. But the people who haven't been, um, we've got you know, one of the things we've done is with Andy coming on board, he's been such a big help. We brought on a bunch of sponsors this year, which is really allow us to make a much better event, able to give like a purse to the to the racers. Oh, nice. Um, so things in a bigger way. Like you know, we brought on um, Z Max lubricants, which we've been using Z Max for gosh, since the initial race, anyhow. But you know, I run in all my bikes and um, they've come on strong this year. But a Law Tigers, Gettysburg Bike Week, Kirsch Helmets, who's given away um, one of their special helmet the day of the event. Um, Cycle Source Magazine, you know, you guys have always been big supporters and so glad you're involved with the racing now, too. Um, and uh, Classic Easy Rider Magazine, which, you know, we're glad Easy Riders is back. I mean, um, yes, sir. They really helped me get my start in the bike world, Sturgis Buffalo Chip, Hot Leathers, Giuseppe's Pizza, who's been there since day one, you know, making sure all the VIPs and the racers get fed, and um, Willie's Tropical Tattoo, you know, which was I've always supported him, and he's always supported me. So it's just really great to to have um, the event girl. I've been really resistant to sponsorships for a long time because I was afraid it might muddy what we're trying to do, but we're at a point now where – I think everybody pretty much gets we're going to do it our way and um and then being on board is just kind of um you know make makes it makes it a better version of that i think that's awesome i think i might have fought you over andy though like if i had known 
he was making that transition, I would have fought you for Andy, just so you know. I'm kind of jealous that you got Andy. Yeah. yeah, that's why I didn't. Nobody knew. Everybody was. Everybody's like, "What? What?" Every everybody. I like, know. I'm very jealous. But he's done some great work already. Like, yeah. BillyLane.net just launched. Um, yeah. There's going to be an easier way conduit for people to get tickets and all that good stuff for you. How come everybody's fighting over Andy? And nobody's fighting over me. That's what I want to know. <laughs> hey. Well, I've met your wife. I think I would lose. Yes. <laughs> You know, so, um, yeah, so just about the tickets and stuff, we have tickets available at Eventbrite. Um, you just go search on Google Eventbrite and Sons of Speed, and the link will come up. Um, we use it in our social media, you know, at um, uh, choppers.inc on Instagram and Billy Lane at Choppers Inc. on Facebook and then Sons of Speed Racing on um, Instagram. And we have general admission tickets for $20 online. Um, VIP is 80 you know, so general admission is just you sit in the bleachers, which is great. I mean, the bleachers are awesome. Um, and then the VIP is 80, which is just, you know, really basically gets you on the infield um, day of event. But it's really exciting to be in there. and get Yeah, everybody, you have to get the VIP pass because it's a totally yeah. different experience from the infield. Yeah, but we know that 80 bucks, you know, when people come to Daytona, they got to travel. Fuel costs are high. Hotel rooms are through the roof to get a hotel room. And we understand that everybody can afford that. So even if you can't, that's why, you know, we try to really keep the general admission tickets low because um, we don't want you to miss it because the prices are so ridiculous. Um, and then we have like a hot pass, which is 150 bucks, but that's gets you the um, the VIP. And then also we have like a pre-party and um, in the track for the uh, practice day, which is on Friday. The practice day is sometimes better than the, the race day. Dude, I love pra- I love practice day. Yeah, that was day. that was my favorite too. Like Freddie, yeah. Freddie well, cooking hamburgers and hot dogs all day, and it was it was as much like an old old time bike event as I can remember. It was so bitching. Yeah, we we you know with Andy on board now. You know, Aaron and I had done everything ourselves before, and we got three kids and a, you know a business to run, and just really, it's a lot. We, we were leaving a lot of gaps and things that needed to be done. Right now, I have him on board, and you know, so moving forward after this event, we we just to get him to assimilate, it was like, let's not change a whole lot. And then after this event, we really want to do some more things. Just like you said, Chris, make it more like an old time bike event. Um, we're probably going to have a Memorial day weekend event up here in Tennessee. Nice. Um, nice. We're looking, looking to re-engage Sturgis. Um, I had, I had a couple of events lined up in 2020 and then COVID, you know, COVID hit, we raced on Saturday and then COVID hit like Tuesday or Wednesday yeah. that week after that. And everything went, crazy yeah i don't even know what to call it but um things have been crazy ever since so um but we're gonna do a lot of stuff this year especially with sponsors on board um because they can do things us for us and we can do things for them make it a much better event but yeah i'm, I'm really really excited about what's happening with it and we hope that everybody out there watching and listening can can come join us because you won't be disappointed i say it every time but it's you know it's honest god's truth absolutely absolutely well Everything sounds fantastic. We're we're both super jealous I'm about Andy, excited, especially yeah. like if if Andy ends up getting you a sponsorship from Gibson Guitars, it's over. Like we're not <laughs> we're not talking <laughs> anymore. <laughs> so I have to tell you know really what's crazy is I wouldn't want a better guitar than the ones I have. They couldn't yeah. give me better than what I have unless they went into their their vintage vault. You know. <sighs> so when my father my father grew up in Lowell, Massachusetts, and he played Gibson 
as a teenager. He was the first person in Massachusetts to have a Gibson guitar. So now he was born in 1943. He traded that guitar for an acoustic mm. when he was yeah. like in his early 20s. Can't even imagine. Can't so even you imagine. Figure it was probably, I have to say, he was a young teenager, so it was probably a 56, somewhere yeah. around that, that he traded for an acoustic. To the day he died, he regretted that trade. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, it's, uh, like guitars, surfing, and motorcycles. That's those are my my three things, you know. And I don't. The surf is really lousy here in Tennessee. It's just I haven't <laughs> seen a good day yet. So, you got a hook. Riding here, riding, well, you traded the surfing for diapers. So no, you know what? You just got yeah. you got to do it different. You got to find you a good set of good set of rapids and get a bull rope yeah. and tie it to a thick tree limb. It's almost yeah. the same. God, you're no, such I'm, a I'm redneck. When we go to Florida, maybe catching a day or two of some surf out down there if it's any good. You know, this time of year is when you're going to get it decent down there. So maybe hoping to catch a few waves. But if not, I got guitars and the the roads here, the riding here is phenomenal. I mean, in, in Middle Tennessee, it's just it's outstanding. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking some time with us today. I know you got right on the other side of that wall, probably a million projects going on, getting ready for all this. So. We'll cut you loose, but I'm looking forward to seeing you and uh, and everybody at Sons of Speed. So get out to Eventbrite today, get your tickets, and um, and get out and support Sons of Speed. Yep, thanks, and I'll see you guys in a month, and I'm looking forward to, to getting out there and getting greasy with you guys. All right, buddy. Right on, Billy. Take care. Hey, thanks. Hey, man, you're watching Shop Talk with uh, the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. We're going to be back in two minutes, and we'll have some more for you. Stick around. Hey, this is Chris and Heather with Smokeout. Smokeout is going back to Salisbury, the original Rowan County Fairgrounds. The reason why we signed on after two decades of this event going on and seeing two generations of chocolate jockeys come out of it, we wanted to be here for another generation. We're having a thing called the Legacy Invitational. Let's ask some of the, the Smokeout OGs, guys like Paul Cox, Billy Lane, Jeff Cochran, Steve Donnie Royals, Lee. Donnie Luce. Pat Patterson, Bill Dodd to come in and set up. And we've also assigned them the task of inviting a legacy builder, either newer builder or someone that's new to smoke out to bring in as their legacy. From what I understand, the people made this event. Yeah. Like you guys made this event and that's what we want to bring back. Um, yeah. Smoke out's back. We're going back a few steps. We're on County Fairgrounds. Tell your friends smoke out is going back to Salisbury. We'll see you in September of 22. You better get to work. This is Rick from RKB and you're watching Shop Talk. Hey man, this is Chris with Cycle Source Magazine and I want to tell you guys the High Seas Rally is back for 2022 and it's badder than ever before. The gang's all going to be there. We got more parties, more music, and more good times than ever. And uh, you're going to be fired up too because this time the drink's on us. Go to highseasrally.com today. Get in on the action. We're setting sail 2022. Focus is brought to you by Garage Build. Submit your build 
Share your passion. Powered by Dennis Kirk. FNA Custom Cycles in Plant City, Florida. I brought the Glam Ferry. It is a start up 65 iron head with a 50 over front end. My buddy Brian Elliott built and two front heads turned around, downdraft carbs and two mags on this side. In 2010, I, I saw a video of some people riding like really high you know, high neck bikes with really long front ends in Japan. And there was one that, well, pink bike in that, that was like, just stood out. It was just like really high and really, it just looked like it shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't work, but it was, you know, riding fine. So I just, that was kind of the inspiration. And my buddy Josh from uh, Fat American Shoppers, we, uh, I showed him the video and then it was actually at the Cycle Source show at the Limp Nicky lot where I showed him the video and that was actually when we met and we talked about doing this build together. It took a while to build it, you know, it, we roughed it out and got it into like a roller and then uh, then it sat for several years and then we decided to get motivated and finish it. And, you know, he did all the paint work and a lot of the fab work and stuff too. So, yeah, I wanted, wanted, you know, kind of original, a little bit of original stuff that everything looked on it. So when people see it, most people think it was built, you know, a long time ago. I don't know. Josh and his roommate came up with the name, and it uh, <laughs> it fits it, I think. But yeah, handmade tank. Josh actually he made the tank and the oil bag. One of my flat piece fenders. I think this is like a seven piece fender on here that's all welded together. And then the frame. I built the whole frame. For when I made my frame jig, I made it extra tall so that I could put accommodate this. Brian Elliott from, uh, used to be Black Sunshine Customs, he made the front end, which this is by far the longest one he's ever made. You know, usually they were under front ends. The carburetors, I I built a BMW bike um, years ago, and these were the same carbs I ran on that. And I just, it took me a while to figure out how to run, get them to run on that one. And then after, after that, I just copied the same settings for this. Uh, the pipes was three built well kits that we pieced together and me and Josh welded up and it took a lot of a lot of snaking to get it all around and inside the frame and the headlights are some of my like 2.75 inch uh, pancake lights yeah foot clutch jockey shift drum front and rear you know and then the eight spoke matching in the front Josh had that he just picked up at a swap meet some somewhere and then we got this one to match it found it it's pretty funny riding it around and just watching people's expressions when you're riding it because they're just like, they're, you know, it doesn't look like it should work and it, it does. So it, it's just, it's funny to watch people, you know, be surprised. Yeah, this is Eric Allard with FNA Custom Cycles and you're watching Shop Talk.
Okay, welcome back to the Dennis Kirk Motorcycle Studio. I'm your host, Chris Callen, and you are watching Shop Talk. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, we go live with this program. Thank you guys for being patient while we got through all of this stuff. And man, what a great segment with Billy, huh? He's awesome. He is. And you know, I, everything that we talked about in that, um, I can remember... I can remember way early on, like Billy kicking around this idea of this. And I was just like, man, you know, because it seemed like such a monumental um, undertaking. And it was, you know, I mean, anyone who thinks that he just pulled this out of his hat one day and boom, there was a such a thing as Sons of Speed. Absolutely not that way. And I mean, it's a absolute labor of love. Billy is a long, long time supporter and, and has a love affair for antique and vintage motorcycles. And it's just... uh it's awesome to see this come together for him. So don't miss it. Make sure you get out. Support Big it. Big D, you haven't been to a Sons of Speed yet, have you? No, I haven't. I uh, plan on popping my cherry this year. Oh, you're going to love it. I'm so excited you're going to be yeah. there. It's such a good time. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't wait. It really, can't really wait. is. So what what other things? You you got uh, you got Daytona on the mind just like the rest of us. Yeah. What other things are, are is on your list already? About it, Daytona, and it's back to work. So, to help you out with uh, with what to do and where in Daytona, we're going to cut over to Blondie. This is going to be our last segment of the evening. So, thank you guys. I know we're going a little bit over for some of you, but uh, it's Sunday. What do you got to rush off to work tomorrow? Let's go take a look ah. at the events. <laughs> Who needs the Shop Talk events calendar is brought to you by Twisted Tea, the original hard iced tea that helps you keep it twisted. All right, March 5th and 6th, a Mama Tried Motorcycle Show at the Eagles Lounge in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, always a good time. That same day, hardcore performance show under the pavilion at Destination Daytona put on by our good friend John O'Brien over at Hardcore, Cycle, hardcore Cycles. Try and say that. Um, check that out. Also, <laughs> that same day. I saw, see, I saw your visual cue that time. Okay, go ahead. I got you. I got you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> also, that same day, Warren Lane's True Grit Chopper and Antique Gathering at the Broken Spoke Saloon starts at noon till whenever he feels like it. It's a great time. Stop by and check it out. I don't have a flyer for this. But seeing that I just volunteered Chris to MC the event, the Flying Pistons Breakfast is that morning at 9 a.m. under the Pavilion at Destination Daytona. Um, go check it out. There's going to be some great charity auctions. A lot of builders are going to be there. Um, and it all goes to proceed. Um, I just totally all lost All kids bike? Yeah. There yeah. you go. And what am I doing? What what am I? What You're you emceeing it. Okay. <laughs> oh, Monday, March seventh is a Torque Performance Daytona Bike Show. This will be the first show for Torque Performance Magazine in Daytona. Um, so please come check it out. Awards in eleven classes. That is at the Broken Spoke Saloon. Registration starts at eleven a.m. What's also happening on Monday? Oh, that night, Monday night, is the official drumroll unveil of the deck. That's not a drumroll. That's a drumroll in the world I come from. <laughs> that is 
the official <laughs> unveil of the Dennis Kirk FXR Evolution uh, will be just before Hairball takes the stage on Monday evening. Um, Tuesday is the Cycle Source ride-in, a, a custom bike show at the Broken Spoke Saloon. 28 classes this year. Best of Show gets a full feature in our little rag and um, a whole bunch of cool other stuff. Hey, I have an unlisted event. Can I cut in? Oh, So sure. we're going to break this here on this show. You heard it first. Shop Talk viewers on this program. Need a drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday night. Toast, per- Toast Performance, Torque Performance, and Cycle Source Magazine, Tacos and Burnouts. If you guys know where Tosa's shop is, oh. meet you there. Tuesday, March 8th, 7 p.m. Um, if not, look to our Facebook page. There'll be an address. But it's right on the corner of Beach and Main Street, right, Heather? Hey, for people that don't, I don't, I don't know. Well, help me out. For people that don't know, we should make them do some sort of little scavenger hunt to find their way there. <laughs> <laughs> that nice. would be fun. Uh, Wednesday, the 5th, the 9th, excuse me, Parowitz Paint Show at the Broken Spoke Saloon. Dave and Jody will be on hand picking their favorite paint in Daytona. And then the following day is the ever-popular world-famous, greatest chopper show on earth, Chopper Time at Willie's Tropical Tattoo. Um, it says 11 to 4, but if you're going to get your start, bike in and get a good spot, you want to be there early. People start getting there at 6 in the morning, and they usually don't leave until 8 o'clock that night. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> kind of true. Um, not true. All proceeds go to support the Veterans Support Fund, so it's 20 bucks to register your bike. All that money goes to the Veterans um, all the proceeds from soda, beer, water that day, the girls' tips all go to the Veterans Support Fund. So if you don't have a bike, buy a beer. You're missing one. No. But anyway, oh, the Alleyway Customs Pro Bike Show and Pro Builder Invitational is Saturday. I was just going to say August. Wow. March 12th at oh, Adam yeah. Harley Davidson. Um, that's a great show. And I just heard that he added a hot rod show to this as nice. well. Um, it's for some reason, I think it's just in the wrong spot. I will put it up here after the Dennis Kirk garage build bike show is on Friday, the 11th at the broken spoke saloon. Chris and I will be on hand doing interviews with the garage builders. We hope to see you there with your home built motorcycle. Um, that's enough All for right, day. Hang on. Weeks. Hang on. Oh, there you go. Some engineer you are. Son of a biscuit eater. <laughs> right? It's my, hey, Thanks. listen, it's my production assistant. She's fired. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes, you guys just heard it. I am fired. No. My production assistant. I don't have a production assistant. All right, moving on from Daytona. Anyway, Donnie Smith Bike Show, March 26th and 27th in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite indoor shows um, of the of the year. So please come visit us, hang out with us, um, and a whole bunch of cool other people will be there. Motorcycle show and swap meet, again, March 26th and 27th. Um, for more information on that, you can go to MotorcycleExpos.com. There it is. Hey. Enough with the shotgun. 
Oh, man. Fandango Vintage Bike Show, April 1st, 3rd, 2022 in beautiful Fredericksburg, Texas. I'm very much looking forward to attending that event. And Not that a is at the Texas Fandango. <laughs> Not a shotgun. Stop shooting me or I quit. Not a shotgun. How about this? Yeah, ahead, buddy. No, what? You're just going to shoot me, so just do it because you're going to have to do it after you kill me. Arizona Bike Week, April 6th through 10th. I'm very excited to say that Cycle Source will be on hand doing the bike show on Friday, April 8th. Um, I think we have like 35 classes at that bike show, and more information will be coming out on that this week, so stay tuned. We're very excited to be heading towards Arizona for that. Okay, I'm jumping out of order because we're going to bring this one in. Um, Okay. But go ahead. TMMR. TMM. I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong screen. TMMR, May 19th through 22nd at Loretta Lynn's Ranch. Um, it's a great time. Motorcycleandmusics.com to get your tickets, book your camping spot. We'll be there. You should too. Hey, and Jim Fletcher is asking, what about Bandera Texas Rally? That's an excellent point to bring up. We don't actually have that flyer, so. We can't have it in our events list, but you, as a responsible event promoter, any of you out there that have a motorcycle event going on in the calendar year of 22 or beyond, please get them to us at CycleSource Magazine. You can email them to CycleSourceMain at Comcast.net, or you can hit us up and DM us through any of our social media. Get us your flyers, and we'll take care of it. We'll get it on the show. We'll help you promote it, because nothing makes a good weekend a great weekend like a motorcycle place to go to do motorcycle things with motorcycle people. Sounds good. So I like how you did that. That's what I got. And Rob Nussbaum, in your honor, Big D has has donned the flannel. Just to make sure that we haven't left you out of this conversation. I was in one earlier. He's in one now. We're all about the flannel. We're rocking the flannel in the 724. <laughs> right? Oh, good lord. All right, man. So um, you guys can tune in Friday. Dump Truck and I will be doing, uh, Chris called me responsible. Uh, Dump Truck and I will be doing another installment of Hanging Out in the Shop as we finish up the Dennis Kirk FXR Evolution Rideaway build. Um, the bike is coming along As you finish it on Friday? Well, uh, ish. That's funny. Finish, ish. <laughs> um, anyway, I want to send a big shout out to Mark for um, staying in the shop tonight and putting the elbow grease to that thing. And Big D for being in the studio with us. And, yes. Hey, and thanks. also, thanks let's, for having me. let's talk about this motorcycle. So what what are we going to do with this bike? Talk, what What is it, first of all? Uh, it's a 75 Sportster, and uh, I promised the fella I got it from, I'd find it a good home. And uh, I think I found one. So so, so it's it's chopper time. This is, this is going to be Blondie's chopper. Really? You, you yep, go- I already know what I want to do with it. Do you? Awesome. Talk yeah. about it. Let's hear. <laughs> well, this is know, a talk show. This is the way it works. I, I was talking. <laughs> I think as long as Big D is okay with it, I think I would like to make a trike out of it. 
We haven't done a trike. A trike chopper. It's got to be very. It's got to be very cool. Like I've seen so many people screw up a motorcycle by trying to make it. It's got to be super cool. It's going to be rad, but it's going to be a chopper trike um, for me. Awesome. (laughs) Right on. Well, anybody that has examples of the coolest, I want to see the coolest skinny little tiny trike choppers that you've ever seen please yeah, send them to us i don't us. want any big booty judy nope. i just want like i don't want it to be just totally badass yeah we really we really got to work on that because i've i've seen some i've seen some bitching trike choppers but you really got i was already looking right on hands. taco yeah just so you know yeah i was looking they have a couple they have a couple trike frames steve massacott will be in touch <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, I want to thank you guys so much for uh, supporting Shop Talk, supporting all of our advertisers and supporters way over there in the top top uh, right-hand corner, especially Dennis Kirk, who lets us into their studio every week so we can bring you the show, Sundays at 9 p.m. Make sure you hit your um, like and share button so you know. <laughs> D is showing you where Dennis the sponsors are. That's what's up. Um, so... You guys keep coming back. We'll keep doing it. And uh, that starts again next Sunday. Same chopper time. Same chopper channel. Bye, Felicia. Yes. Show for that. <laughs> We'd like to thank our sponsors for their continued support. And we hope you pay them a visit when you're in the market for great motorcycle parts, products, and events. SNS Cycle, Macuni American, Baco Parts, The Broken Spoke Saloon, Twisted Tea. The Iron Horse Saloon, High Seas Rally, Twisted Choppers, Twin Power, Drag Specialties, Geico, Law Tigers, Tech Cycle, Fueling Parts, Lone Star Rally, Hijinx Apparel, Progressive Insurance, Spectral Oil, No School Choppers, Motion Pro Tools.